Welcome everybody back to the Fire Talk podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we're going to be recapping this Padres Giants series. Um, I am actually out of the country right now, so if I'm cutting out, if there's some background noise, sorry about that. I'm currently recording at midnight on a balcony, so not the best uh, recording space over here. Um, but we got some pros, got some cons of this series. I mean, definitely a good and a bad all around. Last couple games, really rough. Padres offense overall really non-existent outside of Manny Machado showing up. Um, and then McKenzie Gore looking really bad lately. But then on the flip side, you have Blake Snell, who's looking pretty good. Um, and is kind of stringing together some good outings. So overall, I mean, it's a decent enough series. I, I projected them to split this series. So I'm not super concerned um, with them splitting the series against the Giants. But it's I think the big concern, of course, is the offense looks abysmal. So Isaac... How are you feeling about this team right now? Not good. Not good. I mean, the pitching rotation is still really good. The relievers are starting to falter a little bit. Um, but it, it, it's uh, it's the lineup. It's definitely the lineup. And, you know, right now you got Jerkson Profar who hit the IL for a concussion. Then you got a center fielder playing really bad. Then you don't have – you have a right fielder that's also on the IL. Manny's playing hurt. Hassan Kim has a thumb injury. Jake Cronenworth is back in a slump. Eric Hosmer is the worst first baseman in all of baseball. Austin Nola sucks. Uh, Jorge Alfaro is primarily DHing, and I believe it wasn't that long ago that he was playing through an injury. So all throughout the field, you got something wrong. You got something wrong, and that's going to be – it needs to be fixed very fast. Luckily, I mean, it's only a couple of days until Jerkson Profar is back, hopefully, but then you still got a bunch of other positions that are that are worrisome. I'm not well, – you know, I've said it before. I'm not worried about Manny. Manny's going to be fine. He's, I mean, he just got named an all-star. He's one of the best third basemen in all of baseball right now. He's clearly the best third baseman in the NL. Um, it's a little worrisome for us on Kim. And, you know, you know something's got to be wrong when they're facing a lefty and he's not in the lineup because his numbers, I believe, are very good against lefties. So that tells me something's something's worse than I thought it was because it was a thumb injury. But um, I really thought he would be in the lineup today because they are facing a lefty. Jake, Jake's going to be fine. Um, he's just... He's kind of been one of those inconsistent players, not always, not as much as somebody like Trent Grisham in the past or anything like that, but um, uh, he should be fine. Eric Hosmer, you got to do something about first base, um, but it, it's not a good spot for the Padres to be in. The last 22 games, I believe, I forgot what stat I saw, but they haven't been very good. Um, then you look at the relievers right now, you got Taylor Rogers, who I think is going to be okay, but he has like a, he has a pretty high ERA his last few starts. Uh, his last few outings, Luis Garcia also. It's definitely not a good position for the Padres to be in right now um, where you almost got swept by the Dodgers. You got swept by the Mariners, and then you win two, one off a walk-off, and then you put up six runs, but then you lose two in pretty pretty, in pretty in bad fashion where Carlos Rodon struck you out and uh, many, many, many times through a complete game, and um, today you're getting blanked again, so... Or not again, sorry, but you're getting blanked off of Alex Wood, who has, I believe, a four ERA, maybe high threes, but not a good position for the Padres to be in. Five, holy shit. Not a good position for the Padres to be in right now. Yeah, you know, that's just the circumstance of the Padres. I mean, like you said, we have an injury basically at every position. We have a rookie playing short slash second base whenever he can. Um Right field is a platoon between Mazzara, who hasn't been bad, and basically a depth piece. Center fielder, we have the 
one of the worst center fielders among the league. We have the worst first baseman among the league. I like how our problem is, is that, okay, well, these guys are just inconsistent. No, they're just absolutely horrible at what they do. I mean, we saw Eric Hosmer drop a pop fly in the series before. It could have been this series. I do not remember. But the one no. I do remember is Kim throwing a baseball and then Eric Hosmer backing into the runner for some reason instead of just tip standing on his tiptoes or standing on the bag just to reach up an extra inch and grab the ball, which he didn't even need to do. He would have caught it if he just straight up on the bag. But he backs into the runner, and then the ball goes elsewhere, and Kim gets charged with an error, which shouldn't happen just because Eric Hosmer is very incompetent at fielding in general. Um, though, on the fun part, I mean, we saw Manny Machado hit two home runs in two games. It looks finally back. His power is coming back. His ankle looks good. Um, our pitching looked really good outside of today and yesterday with Luis Garcia, which... Looks like Luis Garcia is probably going to get taken out of that setup role. Um, do you guys want anyone else in that setup role? Who do you guys prefer? Do you want someone to get called up? How do you guys want to fill that out? I would say Nabil. That'd probably be my guy right now. Guy's a dog. Yeah. Um. I don't know who I would want. I mean, when they're healthy, I would prefer Drew Pomeranz. I know it's kind of odd to go lefty on lefty, especially if Taylor Rogers is your closer. But if Drew Pomeranz is healthy. He's one of the most dominant relievers in baseball. He's he's shown that time and time again. So if he's healthy, um, absolutely throw him in that setup role. You don't. I feel like you don't really need to have somebody set in that setup role though. I feel like you could just mix and match guys based off matchups. How you feeling those matchups? Um, let's say you want to go with the mix of Drew Pomeranz, Pierce Johnson, Nabil Chris, Matt, Luis Garcia. Why is that bad? I think that's perfect. Um, but if I were to pick one person and if they're healthy, it all depends on health. It's got to be Drew Pomeranz. Um, but going based off guys right now, I would probably have to go with Nabil Chrisman also because Luis Garcia has not been very inspiring. Um, he does strike out a lot of guys. Like you look at his baseball savant, it shows he he gets guys to chase. He strikes guys out. He's very good at getting swings and misses. But the problem is that um, when the other team – makes contact they hit him pretty hard they hit him pretty hard his average exit velocity against him is i believe in the 12th percentile it's pretty low i believe um so i i think that's the biggest problem is that when he's not on it, it's very hard to trust him and though he gets a lot of strikeouts that is someone you want in that setup role it's that he hasn't shown enough to be reliable in that setup role um but yeah yeah and also one thing i just i just saw this uh <laughs> From Jaron, Anthony Mann, Pagan. God, hey, you you got someone better than Pagan right now. That is the case because mm -hmm. last year we saw Pagan like that was that was rough. So, I mean, I don't think Luis Garcia should be your your eighth inning guy or even necessarily your your seventh inning guy. But you have a couple guys in there that are probably going to take that job from him. You bring up Drew Pomeranz. Um, you have Nabil. Nabil's been great. Um, and I also don't think. Uh, I think I'm back. Um, I don't think people really realize, but Rogers has ERA is almost at a four. He struggled a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now the good thing is he has like almost got all of his saves out of his save opportunities. Like he's rarely like blown saves. Um, but a lot of times he's came in and, like allowed a run or so. Um, but not the not the biggest like deal right there. But it is a little bit concerning, I would say. Um, but the bullpen definitely needs work. I, I hope we see Castillo soon. I know Baez just got moved up to AAA, so you have Baez getting moved up to AAA. You have Castillo potentially coming up soon. You got Drew Pomerantz in a rehab. 
in terms of the offense, you do have Will Myers um, potentially coming back in like less than a week, which is is huge because today we had Jose Azucar hitting out of the sixth spot. That's not that's not a playoff team hitting out of the sixth, having Jose Azucar. and that's not that's not the rip Jose Azucar. I think he's done a great job um, in his kind of like fringe roster role. He's been a really solid player. He just doesn't have power. He's he's not a guy that warrants hitting in the sixth spot. So I do think that's going to help a lot when we start looking at the future. Um, I see people saying, "Yeah, we still got Pierce Johnson." I don't know if Adams is is coming is coming back. Nope, I don't really have faith in. Yeah, um, and I don't know how confident I am in Pierce Johnson coming back, but that's still a couple guys that could definitely be big impact players. Um, and the other thing too is like we bring up like this lineup and like the struggles here. You're gonna see team. You're gonna sorry. You're gonna see trades with other teams. You're gonna see different guys on this squad. This isn't the the team that should be. It shouldn't be the same team in two months. You're getting Fernando back. You're getting Myers back. You bring up all of the other injuries and all the in- the injuries that guys are battling too. Like having Haseon Kim just kind of banged up. Like a lot of guys are just banged up right now. Now the other side that you can kind of bring up and like more negative side is, well, they Potters don't have the greatest depth. Look at some of the other teams that are banged up. I mean, don't really want to bring them up. But I mean, if we're talking about teams that are banged up, the Dodgers are a team that's super banged up. And they're still finding ways to win games. So you got to have the depth. You got to find ways to win games. What I'm hoping for is that this is a really tough like two week stretch where it's like, all right, dude, like everyone, everyone's banged up right now. The lineup is in shambles, but this isn't even remotely close to your opening day lineup. This is a lot of guys are not there. So I think it's going to get significantly better. Um, but it, it is a little bit frustrating right now from, from the Padres perspective and especially watching this team too, because the offense has is, is just been abysmal lately. But I do expect it to turn around. It's just that you don't have the guys there right now. And that's the that's the thing that's really hurting you the most right now. Yeah, exactly. I think oh, I was gonna say I think there's one guy that we haven't mentioned just because he's been on the IL for a minute and we really haven't heard anything, but it's Robert Suarez. Uh, uh. Uh, I know he hasn't had any updates. I know we have been very like, oh, we love him. Oh my God, he should never pitch in a high leverage situation again. But would you guys throw him out there right now just to give him a shot and where he's at, or do you prefer him, you know, not pitching the eighth inning? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um, I, I'm cool with him pitching like six or seven. Okay, is that where you're, yeah. Isaac? Uh, I'm good. Um, definitely not in the eighth. I just don't think. He showed some signs of, of improvement. He showed some signs of being a good, a good, solid guy out of the bullpen. And that's the thing is you got to give him time to be able to to adapt to the high high leverage roles and put, sometimes put him in there, see what he's got. But um, right now, this team's kind of faltering. And if this, if that were the situation right now, then you know, obviously not. But if we were, you know, many many games up or many many games down, then I wouldn't feel I wouldn't feel so bad about it. But right now, this Padres team, like you look at the standings. I mean, let me pull them up real quick. The Braves had one of the best months of baseball last month and and leapfrogged us. And they've been playing out of their minds. So they're now above us in fourth. But we're in fifth. Only Do three. We have games. relief pitcher Matthew Batten playing. <laughs> we're three games above the Phillies, four above the Cardinals, and a little over five against the Giants. It's not really a position that I'm comfortable in. This Padres team, I mean. The all-star break could not could not come at a better time. There's injuries. There's, I mean, inconsistency in the lineup. But let's talk about let's talk about some good stuff. All right. Joe Musgrove went seven one-hit innings. 
absolutely a fantastic performance from Joe Musgrove, shutting down, shutting down that Giants lineup at a time when the when the Padres really needed it most. Because not only were are the Padres cold right now, but they sucked at hitting that game. They were abysmal. The only run that came in during the actual nine innings was a Manny Machado home run. Um, so big time, big time of Joe to be able to go in there after getting swept by the Mariners and only allowing one hit. That was huge for uh, huge for Joe Musgrove. Then you go to Blake Snell. Um, let me actually pull up that game because I forgot how many innings he went, but I'll pull up his stats right now. Blake Snell went six innings pitch with only allowing three hits, an earned run, and 11 strikeouts. Blake Snell has been striking out people left and right. I forgot how many exactly it is in his past past two outings, but I think it's like 22 in his past two outings, maybe even a little more. He's been fantastic at getting this uh, swings and misses. He's been everything that we had hoped for the past two starts, and we had kept saying just wait for Blake Snell to bounce back. Hopefully it continues throughout the rest of the season because if he continues to be this way, and, and this is where it's going to kind of bounce to Mackenzie Gore, you can't afford to trade Blake Snell if Mackenzie Gore is going to be pitching like this. Because then you only have one lefty in the rotation when you should have two. When If you have two and those two being Manaya and Snell, you should, you're going to be looking really good throughout the season. Now, I'm not trying to bash Mackenzie Gore. I'm not trying to say he's a bad pitcher. He's going to be fantastic in his career. It's just that right now, you know, you look at his baseball savant page, much more blue than earlier this season. You look at how many fastballs he's throwing. It's 60% of the time still that he's throwing fastballs. Now, there's no issue with that if you're going to throw fastballs because at one point his fastball was the most reliable pitch in his arsenal. But the problem is that he's throwing it 60% of the time while his velocity dropped five, almost five miles per hour. Um, so that is a big issue. Another issue is that he, you know, I feel like you got to, you feel like you got to, um, sorry guys, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make out what I'm trying to say, but you got to skip a start or two of his. You got to skip a start or two of his to get him working on his on his off speeds because throwing a fastball at 92 to 93 miles per hour 60% of the time in a starting rotation will not work. Um, like I said, he's going to be fantastic. I think he can be very valuable in September and October. In October, preferably out of the bullpen. But um, as of right now, you got to skip a start or two because, uh, I, I mean, it's not working for him right now. And you still got five starters that are that are going to be good. I didn't even talk about Darvish. Talk about him next time. I mean, I think we should just really focus on the positives. Now, like he's back and he's only going to get better after the All Star break. Um, like you said, historically he's pitched way better before the All Star or after the All Star break, and it looks like he's getting that on a little bit early. His command has been great. He's been getting a lot of whiffs on his fastballs, which has been the greatest part ever. Uh, most of the time, you know, he aims for, you know, getting strikeouts with his slider and curves. But the part that's like really shown to me was he's okay fastball and he's throwing it with like a lot of aggression. Whenever, you know, it's like a 2-2 count, he'll paint that outside corner with the fastball and people will just swing under it. And I think that's the most important thing for Blake Snell is he's not leaking over the middle of the plate with his fastball. He's been able to locate. He's been able to limit his walks. He's When he's like this, he's basically unhittable. I mean, we saw this last year. If he can continue this for the rest of the season, then Lord have mercy for other teams. Okay. Me and you, Chase, are bouncing in and out. So I have to say that our um, our quality of this video is uh, is very similar to the quality of the San Diego Padres tonight. Um, so sorry to sorry to bring that to you. 
in and out. So it's I it's hard. I, I think probably when I'm when I'm out here, well, you guys should just go live without me because I think it's definitely me that's causing all of these issues. Um, <laughs> but sorry to everyone that's listening, and and Isaac's like the only one that's stable right now. Um, so I saw you were talking about uh, Blake Snell. I, I don't exactly know what you said, Isaac. I'm sorry, um, but I wanted to show a, I wanted to show his game log because if you look at how he's been playing he's playing way better. Like let's look. Okay. You see all these bad starts, right? Let's go right here. June 12th quality start. These two are not good, right? These two in June starts, not good. Right. Mm-hmm. Four and two thirds, five and two thirds. Both of those games, he was pulled. And then more, I think it was two runs in each of those games. I could be wrong. It could have only been one on one of them. But there were runs that were allowed that actually were not allowed by him. I know one of them was a stamina home run, and the other one Mm -hmm. might have been a stamina home run as well. So Mm -hmm. you have a couple games where, like, the numbers don't exactly tell you the truth. And then last two outings, five innings. I mean, only five innings, which is a little frustrating, but 12 strikeouts, 11 strikeouts, 23 strikeouts right here in 11 innings. That's absurd. So Blake Snell's definitely on his way to being back. Um, I just wanted to highlight that in, like, the actual game long because I think that kind of shows – a lot of what, like, where he likes now right now. That's that. That's like the biggest thing. McKenzie Gore, what do you say it was Isaac? Six point two ERA in his last seven starts. It was. I remember it was. Rough. Yeah, it's above. Uh, it's definitely above a six. It might even be in the sevens. But in his past seven games, he's definitely not looked very good. Um, I mean, I'll go back to Mackenzie Gore. I'll actually just say another thing about Blake. So I'll say a little more about Blake Snow. His current ERA is a four six six, and I was actually astonished to see this. His expected ERA is a 3-4-1. He's pitching a lot better than the numbers actually show. Like, does he throw a lot of fastballs? Yes, but it's not to the extent of, of Mackenzie Gore. Right now, he's throwing a fastball 53% of the time, a slider 23, and a curveball 16, with his lowest, quite surprisingly. I guess not surprisingly, because last year he put it in timeout also. But his changeup is being the lowest when in Tampa Bay, I believe that was his first or second best pitch. Um but then you look at like his K percentage, it's at 30% right now. His hard hit percentage is lower than last year. Um, it's actually around the same as 20, let's see, what is it? Like 2020, where he had a 324 ERA. So, I mean, things are looking good for Blake Snell, only a 221 expected batting average. I don't know what his actual batting average against is, but I really think he's gonna he's gonna turn it up the rest of the season. I didn't even get the chance to talk about you, Darvish. You Darvish with another fantastic outing, going what is it, seven or eight innings, allowing one run. I think it was one run. Um, I mean, uh, earlier this season we we had a uh, the Padres hot tub on, and I was saying I think we were all in consensus that we would have another similar season as last year for you, Darvish, where he would turn up the first couple months, and then you know things might go downhill because of his age and and injury status potentially. But right now. No injuries, no nothing. He's looked absolutely fantastic outside of I mean the Dodgers start, the Giants start, and I one more start. Um, he's been everything you want. Him and him and Joe Musgrove have been almost two, maybe not free wins considering what the offense is doing right now, but two pretty damn close to to sure sure things for a W. So um those three pitchers have been fantastic. Mike Clevenger, although last outing he he uh allowed four runs, he's looking a lot better. And then um I'm forgetting a guy. Oh, Sean Manaya. It's okay. I know his last outing kind of sucked, but he's a 381 ERA guy. He's going to be around there again. 
I mean, when we go back around, I'll talk about Nick Martinez too. I just don't want to talk too much about the negatives because we know what the negatives are. Like the lineup sucks. We're injury ridden right now. We know we have to make moves. We know that Eric Hosmer is horrendous, but we also know that Will Myers should be coming back very soon. And, and you know, I don't hate Jose Alza. I actually really like Jose Alzacar, but he's not a starting right fielder on a playoff team. Trent Grisham, something needs to be done about that center field spot, whether it be some sort of platoon or just taking him or taking him out or trading him altogether. Um, Jake will snap out of it. Manny will be okay. Fernando will come back. Like we know there's a lot of things that are going to be coming, coming to fruition for the Padres. Just right now is not the time, not, not their time. Yeah. Chase, before, before you get into it real quick, I, w- I want to announce a couple things as my internet's decent right now. Um, so one thing you bring up the trade stuff. We're actually tomorrow's episode. I don't know if we're going to do a, a Rockies preview, but we're going to do a, a mailbag episode just really going over a bunch of trade proposals that you guys have. Um, I posted this on Twitter either yesterday or Friday. I forget which day it was. Um, but if you guys want to post it in the comments here, if you want to post it on what, what is it on Apple reviews, I mean, Apple reviews is the best because that definitely helps the show the most. Um, but send over any of your trade proposals and we'll go over all, all of them. It might take two episodes, so we might do a part one and a part two, but we want to get through a bunch of trade proposals because, honestly, going over trade proposals is super fun. Um, So we are going to do that. Also, another thing that we are going to be doing is we're going to be starting a Discord. I will start posting this in the description every time, um, but I just sent it in the chat right now. So if you guys want to join the Discord, um, that will be sent right now. Uh, We're all in it. We're going to be talking more than just Padres, but you can like go to the different Padres channels. Um, and if you notice when you join, this is not a Friar Talk Discord. We are actually going to be doing a little bit more than just Friar Talk with this, something that we're working on. So sneak preview. Um, it's called America's Finest Sports. Um, but basically, this is something that we've been working on. I'm going to expand a little bit more to just Padres. Friar Talk is still going to be same channel, same everything like that. But we're really excited to work on that. But this will be the Discord, and we'll probably start mentioning this like at the end of episodes or beginning of episodes for the next like week or so. Um, but a couple announcements there, so happy I was able to get that out. But Chase, uh, I, I know we're not going to go super long today, but Chase, anything else you wanted to add? Well, like, like I said, let's not focus on the negatives. I know, I know, I one of the one things that I wanted to mention. I don't think anybody's mentioned it. It possibly could have when I, you know, cut out for a minute, but uh, I think we all have a new kind of fan favorite uh, kind of to replace, you know, what was taken from us in the Fran Mill trade. And it looks like it's become Jorge Alfaro. Uh, when he hit that walk off, you saw the entire crowd, the, the whole dugout just waiting for him to say it. And when he said it, the entire crowd went crazy. So, you know, um, when you look at it that way, you know, we have a really tight clubhouse. We got some really good guys in there. Um, so let's just focus on some of the positives like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely a tough series. It's definitely been a tough stretch of games, but it's nothing that, that the Padres can't bounce back from. you got to remember, this is a completely different team than last year. Last year, our starters were Yu Darvish, who had a 6 ERA after the All-Star break, Blake Snell, who got injured in September, or early September, I believe it was. Then you had Chris Paddock, who I believe also got hurt. You actually didn't have Chris Paddock. Then you had Ryan Weathers come out of the bullpen after, you know, having a really good start to the season. He wasn't even in the rotation anymore. You had like two guys at the end of the season. You had one guy. This is a completely different team. You got to the point where you were pitching Jake Arrieta and Vince Velasquez. I pray to God we don't get to that point this year. It really doesn't look like that will happen. 
But this year, we're six or seven deep in the rotation. Yes, Mackenzie Gore doesn't look good right now, but as I said, he's going to be a valuable asset come August and September. I don't think he should be in the rotation for the next two time two go-arounds. He needs to work on his stuff, and that's okay. He's a young pitcher. There's going to be peaks. There's going to be valleys. No reason to give up on him, and I mean, I just don't have confidence in him right now. Um, I believe he can gain back everyone's confidence. He's an amazing pitcher, but he needs to be consistently 96 plus and he needs to be able to start throwing his stuff more because 60% of the time with fastballs is not going to work. Um, and then, yeah, the bullpen's kind of iffy. I expect him to to make some moves, not even make some moves, but he also guys got guys coming back. And then you get back an MVP caliber player. So, yes, things are gloom. Yes, things suck. You just split with the with the Giants when in reality you should have won that you Darvish start. Um, but you know, it is what it is right now. Luckily, the all-star break is coming. Gonna be a good time for this Padres team to relax and, and get back into the swing of things after after the all-star break. So uh hopefully they start winning, man. It's, it's an easy stretch of games here soon. Yeah, I like that you you bring up the all-star break too, because it kind of feels like almost like a buy in the NFL where it's like, all right. Mm-hmm. Everyone's banged up. Don't worry. Everyone's going to be back after the bye. That's kind of how it feels with the Padres right now. And if you guys have seen the the recent Tatis news is that he's going to be back before August, or they're expecting him back before August. Sounds like me. That's going to be pretty shortly after the all-star break. I don't think they're going to push him to before the all-star break. Um, doesn't really make much sense. Also, he's going to have to you know rehab a little bit. Um, but I definitely feel like it's some something where they're going to, it's going to work out. Like it's going to be fine. This is not the same like meltdown as last year. And honestly, if you want to say it's like this, like a similar spot, I think that's fair because you look at like where the Padres got like in the whole last year was like, okay, they don't have any starters. Well, right now the lineup is entirely depleted. It is completely depleted, right? They're still winning a a decent amount of games. There's still three games above the wild card. And the difference is they're not pitching Vince Velasquez. You know, like they're not pitching those guys and that's not going to be the case this year. So I feel a lot more comfortable at this team than I did last year because, I mean, in the last couple months of last year's season, it was becoming very clear that they were, like, f- completely falling apart. Right now, there's a bunch of guys that are coming back. It's not, oh, these guys are completely gone. No, it's not like that at all. You're get, you don't even have Tatis yet. You haven't even seen Tatis in a Padre, like, playing for the Padres this year. So, it's definitely going to improve a lot. So, I, I'm not super concerned, like, I, like last year, how you kind of got to the point, like, in September, you're like, yeah, this team is definitely done. Like, they're cooked. And then there was a couple, like, nail in the coffins. And and uh, I see uh, Ube Brett says our offense, though. Yeah, the offense is not good. Like, they're going to – but they're also – I'm fully expecting them to, to to make a trade. Right now, it looks like they're falling apart. Yeah. Look, look who's starting, though. Like, look who's starting and look who's, like, actually, like, on the way back. I know we – I know we like to rip Will Myers. Dude, Will Myers is going to be a Massive huge help for this offense. Mm-hmm. And – and Mazzara's been great. That's another pro that we didn't really bring up. Mazzara, like Alfaro, you're, you're not going to have Kim in the lineup. <laughs> not having Kim in the lineup is going to help a lot too. Um, we got to stop believing that Tatis will be a savior. I don't think he even has to be a savior. I think if he's just – I mean, he's no matter – like he's going to be a massive spark to the offense. That's what I'm feeling like. Um, mm-hmm. Also, we just split the series too. Uh, they're what – I know the last few games have been that great. You're – Sitting at 49 and 37. I thought the Potters were going to be a 500 team without Tatis. Mm-hmm. That's what I honestly thought. And I thought coming into this year, they were going to be a fringe playoff team. Yep. I think they're a little bit better than fringe playoff team. I think they're a legit playoff team. 
are they an elite contender? No, they're not an elite contender. I think that, okay, 80 wins, that is a low number. They're at 49. Yeah. 80 wins would be like no wins. Like that would be a, that would be a massive fall apart. I don't think they're going to be 80 wins. I think they're what, what was the number we had? Like mid nineties, 90 to like 95 pretty much gets you into the playoffs on every single year. And this year you 85. have a, an extra spot, 85 usually. Uh, oh, well, usually it's around 88 to 90, but this year, since they're six, the average six seed is around 85 wins. That's not that bad. I mean, I guess it's, it is a little bit weird in the NL though, just because the Cardinals and the Phillies are both pretty good. So like, yes. those are the two teams you're really fine with. And, and of course the Braves as well. Um, yeah. Abrams has been good lately. That's a plus. Yeah. He has two hits today. Actually, if the, that's the only positive of today's entire game, we got bad game from Lamette, um, bad start from Gore. It just kind of rough, but hey, Abrams has two hits. He, he is starting to come around a little bit. He did have a rough game. What was, was it? Thursday, the game with, Profar, we didn't even bring up, dude, Profar's hurt too, and Profar's been a key piece for this team. Like, that's another yeah. guy right there. Um, and he's also been really good at the leadoff spot too, like specifically the leadoff spot. So, yeah, yeah Tatis plus two up, additional upgraded bats would be ideal. I think that's what they're shooting for. Right now, you're missing Myers. You're missing one of your starting outfielders. I think he's going to be a platoon piece. You're also missing Profar. Alfaro's banged up. Manny's banged up. Like that's a lot of guys you're missing. That is a lot of pieces of the lineup. So I do think it's a little bit different than than last year. But I definitely don't worry. I, I get where you guys are coming from too. For people that are concerned, like I see, is it Marco and and JDS? I I understand. I completely understand. I completely understand being like unsure. But I don't know. I have a, a higher confidence level in this team right now. Um, there shouldn't be. Okay, I also think this is very accurate. There shouldn't be any excuses for us to not make the playoffs. I'm also completely there with you. If the Potters do not make the playoffs, AJ Pro should be fired. I think that's a given. Yeah. That would be because I'm going to say this right now: the 60 game season, bro, they would not have made the playoffs. Nope. Yes, they had like two starters. That would have been every single season of Preller of not making the playoffs. So, I definitely, I definitely think that's the the case there. But I don't know, Isaac. I think you have some some solid pros. It's definitely not the the most pro positive series, but. You split a series against the Giants, against a team that's over 500, a solid team, um, and you got a really rough outing from one of your pitchers who's probably, like you said, going to get shut down for a couple rotations through. Um, I think that makes sense. We were talking about it before we, before we got on. So I guess this is the final thing that I have, but you guys think that what? It's like two times through, you kind of let them wait a little bit and just let them kind of come back because the velocity is down. I think that's the, the biggest like problem right now. I think two times through is perfect. Um, velocity's down. I think some fatigue is starting to set in. You know, he hasn't thrown many innings. I mean, I, I thought the limit should have been like 120. I think they were going for 140 maybe. I'm not entirely sure, but um, there definitely should have been any innings limit on him. So I think some fatigue starting to kick in. Um, you know, the, hopefully skipping a, at least a turn in the rotation at a, a, in addition to the all-star break and then going back to the top of the rotation should help him. Um, maybe a stand out of the bullpen for two or three, two or three outings is good, but um, sending him down is not, I don't think sending him down is, uh, is a good thing to do. Uh, keep him in the majors, keep him up there battling. Oh God, what a tingler word. Um, keep him up there to battle in a battle, just battle it out, man. Cause I definitely think it could be viable for the Padres, even if it's just out of the bullpen in October, for sure. It will be out of the bullpen. No doubt about it. I was kind of stunned when in the chat, um, you know, no offense to you guys or anything like that, but uh, 
I was just stunned when people wanted him in the in the playoff rotation, assuming we make the playoffs. I was a little, it was it's was, it was just too premature. But uh, you, <laughs> you know, no offense, but it just, it, I don't know. I didn't think it made sense. He's just so young, and there's every single guy in our rotation has playoff experience. So, um, yeah, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be viable for the Padres still. You know, he he really goes out there and battles. You know, uh, you know he has <laughs> there, but he battled out there. You know, he's gonna have those outings young kid he's a rookie um he, he battled yeah that's very very tingler-esque um, very tingler-esque uh but uh my idea was you know you give him a week off from throwing and then the second week you kind of let him make a couple bullpen starts or i wouldn't say starts but like um maybe one to three innings max give him about another week maybe two weeks of that just to limit his innings kind of Give him time to work on his mechanics a lot with Niebla in between that. And then, you know, see if he can go uh, go prolonged innings with his same velocity. Because, you know, if he can go two innings, you know, one outing with 97, okay. You know, if, if Snell only goes another five innings, you can throw him out there and see if he can go four innings and keep his mid-90s velocity and then continuously build him up through that. That's my idea. I don't know if the Padres will do that, but... That's where I, that's where I'm at. Yeah. All right, guys. Final thing I got to bring up: the Robinson Cano era in San Diego has ended. It's over. Padres get. Hey, they get cash considerations. I'm happy with that, right? This is a team that's completely cash strapped. You're trying to stay under the luxury tax. I mean, that's become very clear that that's their goal. Um, but the Cano era is over. He is now brave. <laughs> um, so. R.I.P. Robinson Cano and the Padres, but it was uh, it was short lived. But we thought we talked about it being over before. Remember that? And then he ends up coming into the minors and then ends up getting moved. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, watch him go mash in Atlanta, bro. That's exactly what I said right when he got traded. Oh no, he's gonna go and ha- just ball out in Atlanta in the second half like all their guys last year. <laughs> um, but I am happy. I mean, good thing. I, I think it makes sense. You're you're probably not gonna see him in the pros ever again for the Padres. So you get a little bit of cash. I have no idea how much it is, but. Hopefully you can use that for something. Um, but anything else you guys want to have before we take off? Go get Brian Reynolds. I would like that idea. As long, well, depending on who it is, it's not Ian Happ. Go get a center mm-hmm. filter, right? Mm-hmm. All right, guys. I think it's going to it for tonight. But thank you guys all for listening. Um, hopefully, this isn't the start of a massive meltdown. I don't think it is, but I think your guys' like concerns are, are definitely warranted after last year. But I do think that. Uh, that this is a lot different team. I think having a lot of guys back is, is going to make a big difference, but we'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, we'll have the, the Monday mailbag tomorrow. Um, check out the discord. I'll comment that below. And if you want to send in your pra- trade proposals for us to go over, feel free to comment those on these videos on this video as well, but I think it's going to do it guys. So have a great night. Um, rough loss. Happy with the series split. That's what I was hoping for on this one. Um, but definitely a, a struggling team that needs this all-star break badly. So We'll see you guys soon. Have a great night.